What is up, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy Jake Held Smooth, and this is our podcast. Find a topic. My co-host, Bean Sauce, telling what's up to the people. What's good, everybody? It's your boy Bean, and I'm out here on the first day, first podcast. You know what I'm saying? So it's time. And here on Find a Topic, we like to talk about a numerous variety of topics, such as gaming, anime, music, sports, etc. Movies as well. Um, so, hence the name Find a Topic. And so we, uh, today we want to kick things off by talking about gaming. Uh, first thing on the list, the new PS4 controller coming out. It is called the Astro C40 TR. Um, apparently this controller is tournament ready as compared to the previous controllers. Uh, the reason why they're releasing this controller is, uh, is, is a topic today. What do you think they're trying to do as far as you know like just improve basically on their controller or is it trying to compete with xbox the xbox elite that came out maybe like two years ago you're able to like mod it you know it has like buttons and buttons on the back or whatever you're able to mod it uh switch out the d-pad and all things like that and analog sticks this one you can as well for the uh new playstation controller coming out the uh astro you're able to, but not only that you're able to also switch around your d-pad and analog sticks so you can like say if you don't like where your D-pad is and you want your analog stick to be there, you can literally move it from that spot to the other and switch them around. So I think that's actually a cool feature. It also has like button inputs on the back. So I guess it would be pretty good for tournaments and uh, it looks pretty comfortable. However, the price for this thing is $200. Now, now Bean, do you think oh. that that's, that's worth the price? Oh, for the most part, uh, this new controller, I'm, I'm guessing is mostly just towards the esports and, you know, the fanatics out there who be hitting that hard life on that Fortnite. Yeah. So I could definitely see it could try to like, you know, attract major, major league like uh, MLG players all over. Uh, that that feature you said where they switch like the two controller, uh, the D-pad from the analog, that's actually pretty dope. Essentially, there's a lot of people who probably like transferring over from uh, Xbox to the PS4 because you know they got they're on a good streak right now so I mean hey you know might as well bring in some more people and make it a little bit more accessible for everybody who likes a different design that's right. pretty good and me personally I've always been like a fan of Sony but I will give Xbox the credit of they do have a much better controller it, it, it does feel more uh, the button layout it does feel more convenient than the PS4 yeah, does. For, oh, for me I've, I've been a low-key sony pony my whole life so don't judge me uh <laughs> but uh, I've, I've been playing with the dual shock for a longest time so it's always been feeling comfortable for me i yeah. do like i could do admit like the uh xbox does have like that uh that it really fits your hand better compared to like a other it's like the skinny the dual shock 3 is like mad thin you could, like break that over your arms if you wanted yeah I, this is why i'm glad the uh, ps4 controller dual shock was uh, a much better improvement but yeah, they got a lot better weight to it and everything like that. Yeah, I also did um, like, like what it did with the back buttons. Uh, the PS3 DualShock, though the the back triggers R2, R1, L2, R2, they did break uh, very easily. They were too smooth back there too. It had less yeah. like catch to them. They made some improvements. I'm not I'm not judging. But uh, for this, for like 200, uh, oh, no. I don't know, man. That's a little bit too steep. Plus, this is a this is not like Sony's actually. You know, providing it from themselves is actually they hire a company for it. I think I think Xbox is like their own controller. Yeah, yeah. And Xbox is they, uh, the elite's much yeah, cheaper. Definitely have a 
better chance of selling their controller better than this. Yeah. But uh, with the unless you're like really die hard into you know the gaming esports scene, I would say this is probably for me. It would be a pass because I'm I'm not into that heavy stuff because you know I struggle enough already. But uh, <laughs> will they give me an edge? I'm not sure. Probably not. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not really gonna give me a, an edge in gaming. It's whatever. It's it's like it's like a new controller. All right. Right. But uh, twelve hours of battery life is not bad, you know. So yeah, that's pretty, pretty good. That's know? pretty dope. <laughs> well, uh, go uh, through most of the day without even charging it. Because kind of how like the because uh, I, I I bought a Switch this year and I brought the uh, the Pro controller that comes with that. The battery life I think is on it um, is about out of twelve or sixteen hours. Ridiculous. I've literally only charged it like a few times. Even though I don't play my Switch that much. When I do play the Switch, like I, I will play it for a while. Like uh, when I had Zelda Breath of the Wild, or, like Payne 2, or even Mario yeah. I, Mario Odyssey, if I like docked it, I would play for a while, and that controller literally will last all day long. Dang, that's yeah. that's pretty impressive compared yeah. to PS4. It's just like I guess like every four to five hours, we'll probably like, hey, hey, but I need some power. So. Yeah, they need to. All right, so for the PS5, they need to improve that. Speaking of which, the PS5 uh, in 2020, it's supposedly when is uh, they're gonna announce it in 2019. That's what the rumors are saying, and then uh, they're gonna it's gonna be released in 2020. Now, with now being the the PS4 as a whole was released, well, by the time 2020 hits, it will be seven years old. However, you have the PS4 Pro, which is supposed to be like that updated, much stronger version of the base PS4. It's not even just like, you know, how the past uh, generations, like the PS3 or PS2, how they have like their slim versions, whatever. The PS4 does have like a slim version, but the PS4 Pro is supposed to be like another level, of course, to have 4K K resolution, you know, terabyte of space. However, that came out, correct me if I'm wrong, that came out what, the end of 2016 or the start of 2017? Um, I think it was we yeah, around that time, like 2017, 20. I want to say they announced it 2016. Yeah, they announced it. Okay, it came out like at like the very start of 2017. So the yeah, because like, I yeah, cause if I remember correctly, they had like E3, and then during E3 they announced like the PS4 Pro. Yeah, so it was like you know they were trying to. I mean, yeah. Go ahead. No, 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 I was gonna say uh, it's around that time. I guess probably a uh, probably a bad time to release it, anyways, because. I will, around that time, everybody was releasing consoles, so it doesn't even yeah. matter at that point. Blue thing dropping, however, oh man, I'm let you know it's gonna be a gonna be a tough time for me. I'll tell you that much. I probably have to like wait again. Yeah. So, PS4. It took me a while to get a PS4. I just <laughs> got I just got a Pro like a month ago. A month. Or Not even ago. So so I'm on, like the Pro is like barely not like almost two years old so by the by the time the PS they released the so-called released the ps5 in 2020 it'd be four years old that's or, or three years old sure that's kind of that's kind of crazy but um and they, you know what hopefully it's not like 500 dollars like they just keep it. i mean like the most part the oh don't mind if i cut in but uh, the PS5, I think, is uh, well, a lot of rumors I've been hearing is saying it's supposed to be a completely digital console. It's going to be having retractable memory, so you could take like your memory out or, or however. 
updated like uh like let's say like you have a pc yeah you could just like you know update the graphics card or whatnot most part i could say if they could find enough hardware that's strong enough and also cheap enough to reproduce they'll probably put it around that 500 price range ambitious as this i don't know because <laughs> i mean because look at the xbox one cool. x right 500 dollars for that console and although it is uh and it's uh stronger it has stronger specs than the the pro of course which is weird i keep hearing people compare that like oh you know like the xbox one x is like is a much stronger console than the pro well what do you expect it came out a year after and it was like a hundred dollars more expensive it better be better (laughs) you're right like people people were bragging about that like like that was something i was like it came out well after the pro like a whole year after not only that is like a hundred dollars more like if it wasn't if it didn't have like better hardware wouldn't you be upset about that yeah of course because you know you get what you pay for and if you you want to buy cheap you can get a cheap product of course exactly but if you want to get you know if you want to if you're paying like you know 500 600 you think that's to do like what it offers and probably even a little bit more exactly but uh, a lot of you know it's a lot of (laughs) you know maybe you got some games on there too uh but it's like it's how you would find if you buy any product you know yeah. there's a lot of consumers need to like start paying with their wallet with their wallets and not with just how they feel everything should be you know i'll just buy it just because of course i can tell you this i bought my ps4 like earlier this year and that was because i bought the uh god of war bundle there's a by the way great bundle i, I appreciate it because like the silent ps4 looks cool yeah it was i think one terabyte or maybe two terabytes and it's the it's the pro version so i think it's only one terabyte in there okay yeah so i definitely expected like at least some that's why i even went for it because i expected to have enough data in there because man tell you there was like so many games that's dropping and like a game that recently dropped red dead redemption that has like 108 gigs yeah just a download that's like that's like that could fill up most of the like, half of my uh, inventory right now compared to how many games I have. That's why I'm glad. So I, I most definitely. Yeah, I'm glad I had a pro well, for that when the game came out. Oh, if trust, I said a base I even, PS4, wouldn't have the space. Even the base, it probably would start like lifting off if it started playing the game. Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> when I was playing God of War earlier this year, when I had the base of uh, the launch PS4. It definitely sounds like a, a jet engine. When I like, whenever I, I just open up the map, jet engine taking off. <laughs> oh man! Hey, I'm, for me, uh, the only time it ever took off was like when I was traveling through the little. Uh, oh yeah, that too. The, uh, the yeah, roads. that's like the, yeah, that was like the that was the only time because I'm guessing it had took a while for it to load in everything. I'm not gonna take away from it. It was pretty well optimized for me. Uh, for this PS5, I'm gonna I'm definitely need if it's gonna be like online digital releases only. I'm gonna definitely, definitely, definitely need more data or data memory in that thing. So I'm gonna need at least ten terabytes, definitely. at least ten terabytes. Because if games are gonna be coming heavier than how it is, like let's say got a uh, Grand Theft Auto Six drops, and that's gonna be like what two hundred gigs or even worse, five hundred gigs. Yeah, it's gonna be like simulating real life space, man. So at least like. Like no let, right, even if they don't reach up to ten terabytes, no less than five. Oh yeah, yeah, it can't be any less than five terabytes. I mean, it. The my only problem with it is it doesn't. Fe- it feels like time is flying by so fast that it doesn't feel like it's been seven years since the PS4 dropped. 
because they keep so, releasing yeah. it. That's probably <laughs> <laughs> They released so, yeah. it like three times. Uh, I swear, because they had like the regular PS4, the PS4 Slim, and then they're like releasing different versions of the consoles, the Fortnite version, the Star Star Wars. Yeah, I think they released the Star Wars version, and then they released like a Spider-Man version. It's, it's too many PS4s, man. And then the PS5 is going to drop. I think it's a way to keep you keep you distracted from realizing how long it's been up. It feels like yesterday, but hey, it's already been seven years. Hey, more power to them. I'm not going to give it up anytime soon, though. I'll let you know that much. Yeah, because technically the the... The PS3 would have been, uh, when the PS4 was launched, the PS3 was seven years old. Or when the PS2 launched, I mean, not when, it, uh, yeah. when the PS3 launched, the PS2 was seven years old as well. It's, it's like that for every console. They give it, it's a seven years life cycle. But of course, they still support the previous console for at least uh, a year still. They get, well, yeah, a year as far as like releasing games on it still alongside the, uh, alongside the current console. So... Yeah, because with the uh, when the PS3 and the PS4 came out, they were still releasing games for the PS3 alongside the PS4 for like that first year. Oh yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, I, I just like I had an email like the other day, told me that like some of the PS3 games are actually dying down in like 2019. Yeah. Like, I think off the top of my head, I think it was like uh, Starhawks, which is a no a low key classic. Uh, yeah, classic, classic. It was a pretty good game. Uh, I think PlayStation Battle Royale. Like their Smash Brothers, right? Like a couple other games that are gonna have their servers shut down in like 2019 and January actually. So, so it's like not really like the trip about. They'll still like support the previous console, so you can hold on to your console a little bit longer. Yeah, trust I. I had two PS3s. I sold one of them so I can get the PS4. <laughs> and then sliding into the next topic, demos. You know, is I was just thinking to myself the other day, like I haven't like all right, so. I mentioned somebody asking, I saw somebody asking like whether it be a demo for um, the Devil May Cry game, 5 game, coming out in March. Yeah, next year in March. Because every Devil May Cry game that they ever made, they like always come out with, well not, not everyone. The ones on the PS2, of course, you know, demos weren't a thing yet. Uh, the PS3 era is when like demos really came into existence. As far as like going your own console, not going into a store or anything. So, okay. yeah, so I remember the PS3 that had a demo for for Devil May Cry 4, and then a reboot they did, they had a demo for that one as well. So, like, demos is kind of like their thing. And then I remember, like, yeah, in the PS3 era, like, prime years of the PS3 era, like, there were a whole lot of demos for a whole lot of games, a whole lot of good games at that. And my thing is, is I feel like why have why has the industry like stopped doing demos? Because I remember I really wanted one for uh, Spider Man. That's like a recent game. They had a show for a demo E three four, but they wouldn't put one on the PlayStation Store. And I think the the reason they gave for why they wouldn't do it is I think it, like their their excuse and reasoning were like it would be hard to manage that. Don't don't see how. Cause like uh, look at Detroit, uh, Detroit Become Human, right? They released a demo for the game before it came out, right? And yet they still sold extremely well. So my thing is, is uh, what caused my thing is like what what caused a decrease of demos? Cause like in my opinion, demos actually like help the game like you know give like consumers a taste 
of what they can expect and not like buying the game and like being sorely like disappointed with it. Like Fallout Fallout 76, although from a business standpoint, I like try to look at it both ways now. Although from a business standpoint, you know, maybe like if your if your product is not really that good and you don't want to do like a little tester for people to see what's up with it before they buy it. I mean, you still get those sales and that money. Of course, you're gonna have like a lot of pissed off customers, but on the customers, on the customer side, it's kind of like I don't want to spend my money on something I'm not gonna like. Which uh, the case of Final Fantasy Fallout um, 76 with uh, oh shit, my bad. But I <laughs> they did they did like a beta for it, right? Just for like Xbox yeah. only, and like I think the sale was like. Third, the sales like they could have had declined from that point on because the, the game was just so boring. Like I was watching myself and I was like, man, there is nothing going on. But it, I don't know. I didn't have much faith in that game anyway. When they said there would be no NPCs, I'm like, I get it's an online only game, but that like for it to be an online only game, it has to be full of other players for you to have no NPCs in there. Me. That, Cause like even like online heavy games, there's stuff for NPCs. Like yeah, that, of course. Yeah, games that do like, awesome. So yeah, for you to have none, that's kind of ridiculous. Like I played, I've been playing, uh, I've played a lot of MMOs back in the old day. So uh, like RuneScape, for example, of course they had like NPCs everywhere. So a game without NPCs is just, I guess that's just cutting corners for no reason. Yeah, so like that's. But why, uh, yeah, but go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But like back on, I mean, mostly on the topics of like demos and whatnot. I could say, uh, oh, of course, demos are a classic part of, uh, you know, gaming culture in general. Because, hey, I remember back when I was a kid, this was like, I think it was back in 2000. Because I used to have a PS1 at the time. And then I didn't actually have, like, you know, a, a subscription to PlayStation Underground. But we had one of the PlayStation Underground demo discs. Right. And that was, like, one of the greatest discs on Earth. All right, for a lot of people who don't know it at the time, basically... Uh, demos actually had to get sent to your house for free so you get a taste of what the game is so you can be able to get so you can buy it later right mm-hmm. at this although we had a bunch of classes we had like spiral the drag we had like crash bandicoot uh there was a fighting game that had like uh, final fantasy characters in it i forgot what it's called but it, it was like one of those off-brand things i had spider-man one on there it was like gran turismo and like another fighting game that had x-men characters oh it was one of the coolest discs I had. Is even though it did, it didn't really uh, give me like a full taste of the game. I still was, I could still think on the top of my head like, yo, where is this game right now? I could definitely like if it this actually got created, look into it. Yeah, it gets you enticed. Yeah, of course. And um, for the most part, I guess demos really died down during the digital age because nowadays people don't really need to release demos when they can have like early access games out on the market and people still buying and paying for them, like True. Daisy and uh, PUBG. So. I mean, Marvel was heading. But that's online games. If you're talking to like early access, and like beta, uh, betas, that's really just applying to like online games. But as far as these like single player offline games, I like what I mentioned, like like hacker slashes, like Devil May Cry, or games like Spider Man, even God of War. Whatever. I felt like they could do demos as like a small taste, you know, getting their hands on of, of yeah. playing it. Yeah, because it, it, it definitely like gets you enticed for the games. Because I feel like. Uh, I feel like single player games and you know uh, need it more so than like online and multiplayer games. 
because they could just yeah. do it betas, you know, with like test out the server, you test out the game, and then like they could. But at the same time, betas they can shut it down whenever they want. But I mean, can't you also just get a demo taken off of the store? Correct. Well, yeah, but like I usually don't think they would actually do that because at the same time, you know, they want to keep it because I would say I downloaded like a bunch of demos back in the PS3 days. And that was like what kept me over when I didn't have like a game to actually play. So I just like run through another demo again. Yeah. That's how yeah. I even bought uh like the the rebooted Devil May Cry. The only reason why I bought that game is because I played the demo. Right. The demo was alright. And I was like, alright, cool, I'm, I'm interested in it. And I spent my little three dollars I had at the time and I bought the game. <laughs> and it was cool and then like I have a bunch of downloaded games on there now and then but at the same time, I would say that's the that's the main problem is they don't do the, the demos as they used to anymore because i guess it does take part of their game out they have to like censor apart true the pursuit the consumer but um i could say most definitely spider-man maybe god of war both of them yeah they definitely could have used the demo because one there was one part of this uh the game they actually showed off at like e3 and it was like the uh the whole down they had to chase the helicopter yeah yeah they could have definitely like they could have definitely cut that part out and they could have used it as a demo because not only would it, not only have we seen it before, they're not spoiling anything for themselves. Exactly. They, they could also, yeah, they also use uh, that to show you how to do different things in there. Okay, you heard that. Uh, you can see. Okay, <laughs> you could also do like different things in there, like you know, they show you how to do a stealth, they show you how to do the combat, show you how to like traverse around like different areas, show you how to swing a little bit even as well. They even had an open world version on the show floor but however the open world uh, version of the demo it was very limited like there was only a, a piece of the map you were able to like explore and that's what i'm saying like you can like you still do release demos and just limit them uh, like demos are still some demos are still could still be viable pieces like information because hey for god of war if i could you could have did like any part of god of war i could pretty sure be demo like, other than like towards the ending i guess could have but like uh but yeah hey you know, Wait, go ahead. Oh yeah. Oh, I was gonna say, um, giving up on demos because like nobody really downloads them as much as they used to now. Because anybody could just anybody just not even playing like you know like oh this is a game I'm looking forward to, and they just like hey where's the demo at you know I haven't really scared people much. It's just because like people start using demo in their lingo I guess if I can say it, if that's and that makes sense. True, true. I guess. Cause like, I, every now and then I still go in the store and look for like you know demos of interesting games. Yeah, some of like them I are. Still, I like this. Uh, I had a demo disc of this game. I think it was called the uh, Dragon Age, not Dragon Age, Dragon Quest, uh, Dragon Quest Eight. I think for the PS2. I played that that demo like so many times. I could never buy the game, and I never did buy the game. Right. But I played it so many times because it was just that dope, and I was like, "Yo, I I want to get the full game, but I can't because a kid at the time and no money. Money is like being a a bird without wings." <laughs> but playing it makes you want to get it. And I just it's just like nowadays people stop like you know going for demos because they got like Twitch and uh, YouTube, and they got like other people they can watch play the game, so they don't have to like play it for themselves, and they make their own judgment based off what they look at. True. But there's a difference of like watching it and then playing it, you know. Exactly. That's what. Uh, that's one of the things people were saying about the Spider-Man demo. Is like, you know, it was like it's a lot more fun to play than watch, and that's that goes for like a lot of games. But, exactly. Uh, so, I did, but yeah. So maybe they have a you know a change of mindset, turning around. 
maybe, maybe they should maybe they should like uh, I guess uh, during uh, E3 2000 yeah E3 2000 uh, 2029 not 2019 they'll be all like yeah we got a demo out right now people will be like oh yeah let's go let's go let's go yeah, go yeah. home and they like download the demo I feel like after they yeah. showcase it at E3 then drop the demo yeah that would see see that's like another thing that could definitely be useful you know because uh there's like a bunch of games that are always you know coming out and they're saying that they're out like matter of fact kingdom hearts 3 just hit gold like i think this week or last week like, so yeah, yeah so what is stopping them from like dropping like a small piece of the demo nothing that all right you know, especially like, when you have small. like a really long game like kingdom hearts 3 is gonna be a long game it better oh, be trust and do you know how long people have been waiting for that game dog yeah. <laughs> all right you could drop a demo for that game like just a small piece out of that probably like 50 hour downloads game. the downloads would be insane and if yeah. it was good too they, they would have so much more chances and they could definitely outsell yeah. like i'm pretty sure god of war if yeah. they if they just drop a demo just for people just for the horde just to eat it yeah you have like so many like streams like do you have people streaming the demo whatever that more people want to download the demo they play it for themselves they like it more sales it tra- it, tra- it just translates well i'm telling you there's, there's definitely a lot of ways that we could probably go on this topic forever because there's definitely a lot of ways that you could even you know use the demo to help increase it even more because i played recently uh 2k19 they had a demo and in the demo you could take the character that you start with oh yeah in your like the first second of the bit of the demo into the into the full game so you know you don't lose anything you get to keep your progress and you get to try out different things before you actually you know and your vc pick the one that you want yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, so, I don't know about the VC though. But, you know, <laughs> if you didn't, if you didn't spend the VC, like you get to keep it when you uh, got the full game. All right, all right. Uh, knowing two K, I didn't trust them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me neither. But uh, yeah, demo, but yeah. demo. Hopefully they bring them back. But moving on, Game of the Year awards. All right. All right. So earlier, uh, I think maybe a few weeks ago, Joystick did their awards. Uh, somehow, Fortnite got game of the year but we're not gonna talk about that <laughs> I, I don't even think it came out this year it came out with last year I, if I'm, yeah if i'm not mistaken it's probably like earlier this year or something because i do know they were still in like alpha around that time yeah but i don't know man but that's kind of wild though game of the year i don't know about that because that game burned out it burnt out for a lot of people pretty quickly oh yeah even though they kept like the uh, system going with skins and whatnot. Uh, I will. I will say I appreciate them like putting in the effort to constantly update it. But you know, bring back Paragon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they gave their assets away to whoever wanted it. So maybe we'll somebody in the future. Maybe somebody's working on it. But um, yeah. so on this, so the Game Awards, you know, a much more legit site. Uh. Have Assassin's Creed Odyssey, yeah. Celeste, um, God of War, Marvel oh. Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World, and Red Dead 2. So I think Celeste is like the or Celeste. I think that's my thing. How you pronounce it? That's yeah, the only. Celeste. Yeah, that's the only game on this list I have not played. Well, besides uh, Odyssey, I heard a lot of good a lot of good things about Odyssey, but um. What do you think of this list? Because um, me personally, I think it has been a uh, this year has been a good year for games, especially single player games. Because yeah. last year with them saying, "Oh, 
you know, single player games don't really sell that well. And I, and I think what Horizon Zero Dawn was out last year. And uh, Near Automata, or like two, like my two of the single player games I remember playing last year, Near Automata and Horizon Zero Dawn, and they were actually pretty good. But I feel like this year was a very strong statement for uh, for single player, like you know, AC Odyssey, God of War, Marvel Spider Man. Actually, I'm a, probably this, this whole list is single player. It, well, I what guess you, I could say like probably like five out. Yeah, actually six out of seven. Because uh, uh, Monster World, on, uh, Monster World, uh, is, uh, Monster Hunter World is online, I think. It can, be. yeah, it's online. It, it's like more, more so an option. I mean, Red Dead Two has their online beta coming out, but it's not out yet. But yeah. you know, it's more so like an option. It's not like an online only thing. Oh yeah, so yeah, it's, it's straight up online. Yeah, I can say yeah, it's been a really strong year for uh, single player games. Like Cave or Friend, I guess the God of War really started that trend and it kept that fire going. Yeah, it did. Well, how well, well, how well it sold, and like it put more like you know awareness of single player games. Yeah, it's still, I guess, for the most part, God of War did show that it still have a chance for single player games to still express that story, still tell that story, still give that narrative that everybody, even though we died down in playing a lot of Fortnite lately, yeah, uh, <laughs> we still got a chance to like you know shut down all off like the multiplayer, go back to like a single player game, you know, something that gives a challenge that you can actually like take care of. All right now, who do you... these games on this? Oh, yeah. no, you go ahead. Oh, okay. the games on these lists. Uh, I want to say God of War for personal reasons because out of like everything on here, I've only played like two out of the six, and one of them I haven't played yet because I, I got it, but I just which one's that? Yeah, because I'm, yeah, I'm trying to play Spider. I'm trying to beat Spider Man right now, which is wildly crazy fun, but I haven't hit like you know. Yeah, I haven't hit the sections where people say it was like terrible, like the MJ missions or whatnot. So, reserve uh, judgment. The, the, the MJ and like the, although they were kind of short, they didn't last that long. I'll, I'll give it. They, they, they didn't drag yeah, they, too long. Maybe like ten at minutes. Least, that means, okay, I guess it doesn't like cut the uh, cut the pacing. I guess it's not that bad. It did. It did felt like it slowed down. It could have easily been replaced with a Spider-Man stuff mission. So, we go on. I mean, yeah, that's that's whatever to me. I, I mean, Spider Man's done a lot of things in the games. Uh, yeah. You but, know, every other game has done it, but they do it so well, so you can just be like, all right, that's that's good. Yeah. But they don't oh. last long. It's something like 10 minutes long. Yeah. If, they, if that. <laughs> now, if they were like an hour long, oh, probably would have lost me. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. But, uh, year i would definitely me myself i would definitely say god of war because uh it, it was it, i can say i was all everyone on this list it was like the most impactful right it really like the like the week before it dropped it was already reviews for it you know yeah. that's 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 kind of like that's how that it hits that anticipation level like yo really this game is actually pretty uh interesting well, for me it's like spider-man and i mean spider-man was looking interesting and then when people picked it up it just like was a good game yeah. like god of war it, it god of war had a lot of expectations for it going in because unofficial sequel slash reboot to the original series that like a critically acclaimed series on the original ps3 ps2 i had a lot of reservation going towards it especially when they changed like the combat up with the you know back over the shoulders of like you know panned out yeah, yeah, you got a kid you got to worry about. That piqued my interest. You got like the most when I first uh, when they first introduced it. The uh, combat. Yeah, the, the the yeah the gameplay style. 
Ghostbusters. Is that? And of course, yeah, yeah, I saw it. I felt like it was more like a Dark Soulsy slash. Uh, we're going for this old uh, Gears of War heavy looking running. I was like, ah, I don't know, man. It's not my God of War. But <laughs> but did you play it? And you were like, you know what? Because uh, yeah. like even like a lot of the uh, naysayers that were fans like the original. Because I was a fan of the original trilogy as well. Yeah. Uh, we don't talk about you know that uh, prequel they made, but. <laughs> But <laughs> essentially, what? <laughs> what? What's that? What's that? I don't know. What's going but yeah, they had a prequel. <laughs> but, um, oh man! But, for, but even like the like the naysayers, you know, like when they finally got their hands in the game, they were like, you know what? This is actually good. So I think I think that's a big testament to how good the game was. I and I'm not gonna lie, I kind of agree with you on what I want to be uh, gaming. At first, you know, I said Spider Man. Then a Red Dead 2 when it came out. But after, like, and I wanted to uh, kind of like replay God of War. So um, after going through it, I, I give it to God of War. What I, all right, so that's that's God of War versus what I expect to win. Yeah. Although God of War yeah. does have a strong chance to win, what I expect is probably going to be a uh, Red Dead. That, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm I'm fully aware of like my uh my disappointment when that's gonna roll around because this is like what the biggest game that Rockstar dropped this year because yeah. other than like you know countless DLC for uh, GTA V of course uh so we'll just win because of the sheer rabid fan base of Rockstar games yeah. but then again there is like you know some reservations because there was like a little bit of controversy behind it it's not like it was a bad game at all definitely it's not a bad game but. I can I, definitely see people like, oh man, it's Red Dead Redemption 2, it was fire. Oh But like I, I think it does the, I think it does earn a spot in the nomination nominations. Um but I would not honestly, I don't like it, like I said, it's not what I want to win as number one, but I wouldn't if it did win, I wouldn't like necessarily have a problem with it. I'm like, okay, you know, that's whatever, because like I also Cause like the story, I like the story for Red Dead too. I also was like, you know, emotionally enveloped with the characters and the story of what was happening in the game, especially like being a fan of the first Red Dead. How far are you in it right now, Red Dead? I fi- I finished it. The story. Oh, you finished it? Oh, dang, never mind. <laughs> I, oh, excuse like, me. <laughs> I, I finished it as of like today, though. Dang. Yeah, yeah. That's and, a, I've been, and I've been playing the game since release. It's, oh, okay. That, that makes sense. I just recently got it, so I haven't even touched it yet. Because Spider Man, which oh man, this this list was like difficult enough between those two, but it was a clear cut for me for God of War because of my own personal reservations. But and those lists aren't that bad either. Because I'm assuming Celeste was pretty good because it's like one of those probably a sleeper indie hit that will probably not win the the nomination, but you know. But yeah, it got it got his recognition by being. Oh, yeah, man. and then uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey it never ends. As I've seen like countless streams of people still playing the game. Yeah, that, that game. Is... Yeah, I mean Red Dead, Red Dead was kind of Red Dead Two was kind of the same way. Cause like me and I just finished that game. You said it was. Ooh, that's like two or three, four weeks. That's like about a month it took to play. It. Although I wasn't like you know a work schedule, you know as well. But at the same time. Yeah. It was like I was like every time I got off, I was trying to develop as much time as I could into that game, and it's probably the same case with um, Assassin's Creed. But like with Red Dead Two, being at the you know it feels like a lived-in 
environment, the world they made. So uh, even like when you like get traveling, trying to get from one point to the next, it's very in like you know I like to explore. It's very easy to get distracted. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's what that's what one of my pet peeves, man. Yeah, it, you get like, a game that hmm? it's more like my personal like uh, pet peeves. It's more like a OCD problem. I always like go like around, and I'm like a real perfectionist. So if I'm you get all your uh, collectibles right then and there, boom, bop, bop, you already finish them. Right. That's a really like perfect game for me. But for Red Dead, something like that was like out of open. You gotta be cutting to like different places, finding new places. Yeah, you like, oh, what's this? Probably yeah. take me forever. It, it happened. <laughs> yeah, that's why it took me so long because like you have like so many random encounters. Some of them that like like, like really short lived or whatever, maybe last like thirty seconds. Some of them that like can lead into like missions or whatever. And some of them are just like it's just random events that happen. Like, like I said, it feels like an actual like lived-in environment, and it's like it's really fun. And it gets, and I think that's kind of like a good thing with a game is like you know like when you could just be wandering around and easily get invested in something you just see happening on the, on the side of the road. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's pretty cool. But, yeah. but I, I would I would definitely say yeah, Red Dead might win this Game of the Year nomination. It actually but, sold no. the most this year. Actually, oh, the first three days, it became the highest selling game ever. <laughs> it beat out God of War again. Damn it. <laughs> Co- correct me if I'm wrong. Wait, I'm about to look it up to be sure. Look at it. Oh, I'm trying to see it right now. Because if, if I'm right, it uh, it sold like 757 million. Yeah, probably the fastest selling it. The, I don't know if they updated Wikipedia uh, Wikipedia yet, so I'm, I'm just looking through there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, most definitely, I could definitely see is the one of the biggest. It was definitely easily the three biggest releases of this year okay. on this list. I got right, in the first so, three days, uh, it sold 750 million. 750. Oh in, my in the God. first three days, yo, that is that is just like a a few hundred billion short of a billion, bro. Ali. I mean, it's kind of like well deserved. They did take like nine years to make this game. Not only that, but they did have all the Rockstar working on this game. Like every like every location and branch of Rockstar was like putting effort into this game. And plus, they had them overtime hours. <laughs> Shout yeah. <out> to Rockstar. <laughs> of course. So like, so like with all the like the time and resources they took to put into this game, I think that money is well earned. Can definitely see that. Yeah. But you know, I'm sorry, short. Uh, I only think they won because of the fan base. Probably, because I mean, because the first, the first Red Dead is like regarded to this day still as one of like the best games ever released. Uh, believe it or not, I actually haven't played that one. Uh, I did have, I did purchase it on the. Was it? I did purchase it for my PS3 because uh, they were having a sale at the time, and I had like four pre-owned games for twenty bucks. So I was like, oh yeah, perfect. Yeah. But, but I didn't play it because around that time I was looking towards getting a PS4. So there was no point. I just threw it into the catalog all of the day. This is a great game. Did, yeah, yeah. I did play it when I was a kid, though. Like, it was like for like at least a couple hours, though, because I wasn't allowed to touch mature games. So basically, uh, when, I, when I started playing it, uh, I almost fell asleep on myself, actually, because, uh... oh, man. <laughs> Don't judge me, but like it was first. That was kind of kind of like a sleep fest, but you know, I guess it did pick up towards the end. But 
That was just for me. I'm I'm guessing I won't get the same experience from the second one, but who knows? But yeah, it was definitely uh, it was definitely uh, still considered one of the best games. I I agree too, but like, you know, it, it was something new from uh, I mean, Red Dead Revolver was like the first Western game that Rockstar did, but it was something like new and fresh apart from uh, Grand Theft Auto and GTA. So yeah, it was well deserved, and this one. As, as, you know, I want to say just as good because, like, you know, that, the first game holds like a place of nostalgia in a certain place in people's hearts. Yeah. But this, but this story, like I said, it did have me like emotionally enveloped in like some of the characters, especially uh, Arthur. But you know, a game Rockstar needs to bring back. Manhunt Two. Say what? It's that Manhunt Two. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> you remember Midnight Club? Yeah. Yeah, they need they need to like out because like racing games like I don't play them anymore like that. I used to play them a lot like back in the day. They were fun, but like I need like a really like good like you know like street racing game. Cause Need for Speed Payback was okay, but it wasn't it wasn't like it was like it's not doing it for me, dog. And it was like I like Need for Speed back in the day too, but I always prefer Midnight Club. Like, I always thought their open world settings were better and, like, the free roaming. Like, I always thought it was much more fun. Especially, yeah, like, the dub edition that they came out oh, with. Oh, yeah. So, hey, man, I was like, touch me. If, if Rockstar could, like, touch that series again or even just, like, remake, like, um the dub edition one. Yeah. As, like, with updated graphics and controls, that'd be cool, too. But I really think they should, like, revisit that series. Oh, uh, definitely. Because the last Los Angeles was not a... I think it was like Midnight Club Los Angeles was the last Midnight Club they dropped. Yeah. It was, I don't think, I don't play it much because like I saw it and it was like, ugh. Cause man, like I remember I had countless hours on Dub Edition on my PS, PSP, man. Shout out to that boy. He died. Rest in peace. Sucks. But you know, yeah, man, I had countless hours on there. It was, it was always fire. And then like the, the driving was always fun. Right. I remember like the second Midnight Club they had like a bunch of interesting characters you could steal their cars from that was my favorite thing to do because you know it made you feel like a boss because you're out here stealing other people's pink slips it's just like it's just like something that you could definitely bring back but for the most part I guess they're just focusing more on open world slash realistic real life simulators yeah but they should they should bring it back to Midnight Club because uh yeah, New Speed was okay like I said you know but it I didn't like the whole like uh, New Speed Payback where they did like the, with the speed cars or whatever. Like, as far as when it came to upgrading your cars, I was like, that's kind of stupid. Like I have to like use these cars to upgrade it, and some of them will like make, and some of them wouldn't work well with others. So like actually decrease your stats. I thought that was really dumb. Oh no. I, I I think it should be going like a one way up thing, like just upgrade if you got the money for it. But it, it was just stupid. And then um the crew too. It's, it's a very ambitious sounding game but I think they focus too much on trying to make the map so big that like you know yeah. it was, it's the same problem as the first one they focus too much on making the map huge first of all it's just like they said like I don't want to drive across the country in real life so why would I want to do that in a video game <laughs> you hate road trips in real life why do I road trip in a game man yeah like uh, who, thought that was a, who thought that was a cool idea nah yo like, just give me a, a good size map enough to, like, you know, where I could, like, just drive and, like, really speed and test out the car. 
but don't do it that big. You know, like, yeah, I would say you know, get you a, a, if you focus more on like you know making the driving amazing. Yeah, the driving mechanics. Then definitely, they, if they make the driving mechanics amazing. It'll definitely you know entice people to have okay, let's make a bigger map. Could like you know drop DLC or whatever they want to do, and then they'll boom, they got people already hooked because like the driving is amazing. So yeah, because uh, but yeah, yeah, maybe hopefully, hopefully they retouch that. I really missed that series. But moving um, on. After, oh, okay. I mean, after Game of the Year, I don't think anything else on this list is really piquing your interest. Yeah. Unless you want to hit, like, best ongoing games. Shout out to Fortnite. Uh, <laughs> I feel like Fortnite should get best ongoing games. Because, like, they, I, like I said, I do appreciate the effort they put into uh, continuing to update there. Get pre- to, uh, bringing out content, and especially for it being a free game, they give so much content away. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Jimmy Butler. I mean, moving on to sports. Jimmy Butler with the 76ers, uh, I think, makes the Eastern Conference more interesting. And, like, me personally, as I always say, just because uh, a star player goes to, like, you know, an okay team or a garbage team doesn't make them better overnight. But since he's been over there, they have been winning more games. I think, you know, he's not that. And Jimmy Butler's not that far into his career. He's been in like a few years, but he's definitely been in, uh, he has more time in the league than uh, most of the 76ers do. And I think he can be um, somewhat of a mentor for them. Because my thing is, with the 76ers, their problem, they have talent, but they're they're an extremely young team. Oh yeah. Like, like they have zero experience. Definitely, definitely. I've been seeing like, I feel like I, me personally, I see Ben Simmons on the court. He looks like he could, he actually looks like he could work. I think he's like you know very uh, say like shy. More just like you know, I feel like he has a he hasn't like really taken over. Yeah. You know, as a, as a position or to start prey on his uh this trade with Jimmy Butler. It's actually it's actually sounds like it actually gave the Sixers a a boost. I'll tell you that much because oh definitely every every like every game that I've seen them play, man, before they had a uh, Jimmy. I was like sitting there, like, "Yo, they they have the talent, they have the stuff. This is they can't finish." But it's always like they're putting up points. They got they got Embiid in the cut with the blocks and they got the shots, and you know, and then they, they just don't, you know, they, they're doing stuff for me. And then, you know, with the trade of Jim, trade ah, with the trade, excuse me. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't been keeping up with them much, but hey, if they've been winning. It's it's not bad, right? Because uh, Pools actually, and they've been uh. I guess they dropped Butler too. I guess they got their uh, their shots up there as well. Because I'm I've been seeing even Covington, the people they traded like Covington, for example, Covington was pretty good. Yeah, traded him over to the Timberwolves because I could definitely see his expense there. Plus uh, him and uh, Derrick Rose, shout out to the MVP, work out there. So they holding their own even without Butler. So you know, so both, I guess both, that's what they needed. Yeah, both ends benefited. Speaking of Derrick Rose, I want to just say that he's had the best game. Of the season, and I, and, I, and it's gonna for me it's gonna remain that way due to the fact of like his fifty point game. I mean, he's not the only player to do it, of course, but like it's just it's just a matter of like what it meant, like the weight it carried behind him doing it. It's because you know after he got that, after both of those injuries, you know like nobody was really like checking for Derrick Rose anymore. Like he was nowhere near his MVP days, and like yeah, he, like he was nowhere near once that he was nowhere near that potential he once had. So, like, for him dropping 50 points in a game, 
it's like it's very monumental. Hey, that's like that's an iconic moment for this year. I could tell you that much. Yeah. That 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 Halloween was like a a positive Halloween. It wasn't scary. It was terrifying for the enemies of Terror Of course, of course. <laughs> oh man, he said that he was pretending he was like uh, dressing up as the 2011 MVP. Hey man, MVP was still there. He just yeah, prayed to the legs, but you know, especially with a lot of I people believe- that didn't believe in him anymore. I, I've I've been trying to like look into like more into what happened, why he died off, yeah. like especially with all those injuries and whatnot. Yeah, it really, uh, it really, it's really you know jarring how like the injuries in the NBA is really more valued as like you know instead of like you know something important because like you, you know it's like your body, dog. You, you still need it to play the game. So if you don't keep up very well, you know you, you're gonna start uh you're gonna start losing major important parts of your body like your legs of course exactly so if you can't use them to finish shout out to the rose yeah, but he, the rose he, that grew in concrete <laughs> and he became like the butt of like um the injury jokes in the league i mean oh yeah most definitely he said i got a derrick rose knees yeah exactly <laughs> what not Be- uh, right before him maybe when not the last but after like his injuries like he was always the go-to player when it came to like injury jokes, though. So I think yeah, so that that makes it uh that much more um, meaningful for him to get that. Yeah, definitely meaningful, man. And then keeping up with uh, basketball going to the West, you got turmoil with KD and Draymond still kind of ongoing, <laughs> and it, it has been like affecting them on the court. Now it, it baffles me because. First of all, first of all, first of all, this is a team with five all-stars on the starting lineup. Their entire starting lineup is all-stars. They're a bench, not all-stars, but they are like Solid. some pretty strong players. So like they, they are a ridiculous team. They should be having like a, a great season in my eyes. And um and I feel like I feel like KD and Draymond were arguing over like basically nothing. And I feel like them letting, letting them letting it affect the game is ridiculous. Everybody should like be on the mindset of we just trying to win. Nobody should be like, oh, I'm trying to lead the team or whatever. Or you shouldn't be taking the forefront. That's stupid. Just win. Just just get wins. Everybody wants to win. I don't understand that. And like going back to the Jimmy Butler thing, what he was saying why he likes being over the, well uh, Philly right now so much is because. Nobody's out there trying to outshine anybody. Everybody just wants to win. Plain and simple. So I'm like, I don't, I don't see why they, why they're not on that mindset of it. But do you think the like? So how long do you think this is gonna affect the Warriors? I was gonna say oh, until Steph Curry comes back, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, essentially, like you were saying, there's like a team of all stars. You know what I'm saying? You got cousins, which I don't, I don't know if he hasn't, has he come back yet? Cause not yet. Is he like still out with injury? Yeah. You got cousins. You got Draymond. You got Clay Thompson out there. Then you got your boy KD, and of course Steph Curry, and that's like the starting lineup, most iconic Warriors team from like I guess 2016 up until now, because they have like what five or six rings, or five or six, four, three, four, four or five rings that they're going for, I guess. But, uh, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not keeping up with the numbers. I'm looking bad right now. I mean, but, they, also, <laughs> they also were the team like two a uh, few years ago that got the record for most wins. 
Exactly, right. Like they're they're essentially a a pro, in the NBA they're literally like the star team up. I can tell you because everybody is looking for their warriors. Because anybody you can tell anybody on the you can tell anybody on the like, uh, the outside if they look into the NBA, oh, they know what Steph Curry is. His three point shot, water all the time. You know they got like uh, KD and Draymond. You know the, with his face as being a meme or something like that. You know, it, right? They like they're a very iconic team. They're they're very strong. They know how to like completely decimate teams. Not even that. Not even just being like a, a an all star team, but even with them being like a starts it starts with a team. They also one thing I noticed about the Warriors that a lot of teams don't have. The Warriors are very at at its core are still a very fundamental team. So taking fundamentals yeah. on top, fundamental playing on top of being all stars, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, and it's like it makes them unstoppable. Yeah. So up until now, <laughs> where we see uh, Curry's injured and Draymond and uh, KD is having a little uh, disagreements, essentially it's ruining the team chemistry. Because right now, the, the most part, uh, like I was gonna say, for the most part, um, I really think that the the Curry loss is very detrimental to to the main main part of this because. Without him on the court, he's like he's literally like one of their like their strongest uh, glue, if I could say, yeah. as an analogy. Because you remember, like earlier in the season, actually broke the fourteen three point record, and that's because essentially Steph Curry saw this and he's like, you know, what? he's a hot hand tonight. Keep feeding him the hot hand, and he got dude, he got like at, they got to like at least fifty something points mm-hmm. early, like, as early as like the second quarter. That that. It's like something that she's like, yo, man, this is this is this is the team chemistry right there at work. They're like at one hundred percent all the time. Exactly. Nobody's selfish. Yeah, nobody's selfish. Everybody's putting in their shot. Everybody's got a chance on the team. And then that's why they shine no matter with or on or off the bench, they still got like that whole uh system going. So now with him gone, I've always uh, me personally, I always thought like Draymond actually had like he, he's like a he's actually pretty angrier compared to like everybody else. Definitely. More of a sense is like, I think he's more of like the, I don't know if I could describe it, but he's more like, more like an aggressive type of guy. He's like, he's, he's more like he's, he's very uh, opinionated on his uh, own things. And KD, of course, everybody considers him a quote unquote snake because he left Oakland to go to the Warriors. They made that what made them this unstoppable force that they know as today. Yeah. Oh, there's gonna be disagreements between them, and of course, I I, I don't know, man. They just it, if they would really want to win these games, they should like cut their. They should stop cutting the stop stop putting in this argument or whatnot. You know, get yeah, yeah, get back to the focus. Dog. Like, what are we trying to do? Are we trying to win games, or are we just trying to like keep arguing over like right. petty stuff, like who should get the last shot, or who's being a who's being who's being an asshole this night or whatever. Right, it's like, it's like the, the self. The, the self the selfless selfishness thing got they got they got to be back on the court dog because like hey man I, I could definitely see um even without Curry I could definitely see them putting in work because Clay Thompson he if on a good night he definitely could have a shot right KD who's a a linky monster in the in the in the in the post slash in the mid range sometimes I don't, on I don't know yeah, on the perimeter like. What's the deal going on? But for the most part, if they don't get it up together, they're gonna probably end up. They might end. They might end up. They're definitely gonna end up in the playoffs. What I mean, might. But uh, as far as making it further in the playoffs, 
I don't know, dog. Cause you got a lot of monsters out here this year. You got a, a Gynus out here. Apparently, <laughs> people saying he's made in the, he's made in a, a laboratory because he's a yeah. monster with the Bucks right now. Let's talk about how him and then like the Raptors also have a better, better are having a better season than the Warriors. Let's talk about that. Oh man, and yeah. I haven't been keeping up, but oh yeah, definitely. Actually, I just remember. Yeah, they got the the boy, of course. Yeah, Kawhi 16, Leonard. It's sixteen and four, and I, the funny thing I remember, yeah. The Raptors are sixteen and four, and the Warriors are fourteen and seven. The Raptors are having a better season than the Warriors. The yeah, Grizzlies, that. the Grizzlies are twelve and six. <laughs> Two more <laughs> games, the and they can have a better season. Yeah, hey, I mean, for the most part, that's just the power of Kawhi. I'm guessing because I somebody I remember I was talking to somebody about like how great Kawhi is for his own team. So I mean, he's like one of the greatest, probably like one of the greatest, second greatest players in the NBA right now. What you said. When he left the Spurs, I was like, like, I looked at it's a big gap. Yeah, because uh, uh, I was like, oh, that's word, right? And then I went to go like watch a couple highlights, you know, see what the Raptors were up to. And then this man Kawhi by himself is like just a threat, you know. It's just, it's just like he could be on the perimeter, he could go in the inside, mm-hmm. he knows how to like lock down on defense. He's great at defense. I think <laughs> he's I like, think, I think he's becoming a better all around player than LeBron. Like he's Ooh. getting to that point because I still consider it to this day I consider LeBron like the best like all around player due to the fact like he's good. Well, he's not really like a three shooter. He can shoot threes if if the he's situation calls for. Yeah, but uh, he's normally good like all around the court. Even like he's even able to do all five positions. That's yeah. why I consider him number one. Like the only other only other person you've seen do that was Magic. And um. Do it efficiently, I mean. But then, uh, yeah. But Kawhi, uh, he's showing that he could probably, probably take that spot. Not sure. We'll see. He's I essentially, can, I can. essentially, I feel like Kawhi, once you get Kawhi on the court, you could you could definitely sway like a whole match even. Yeah. I, I, this I, is like, yeah, I say the well, Kawhi has even better defense than the one. But <laughs> first of all, I was watching, or first of all, I was watching the Raptors highlights. When did Kawhi learn how to dribble, my God? <laughs> he, got, he, got to, he got to the Raptors this year. I see him taking angles now. Oh, God, <laughs> That's, hey, you telling me that? That sounds like a threat. <laughs> he was already a threat before that. I'm like, you can dribble now? Oh, man. That's dribble God Kawhi? That laugh was actually a, that laugh was actually a joke. He was fucking the souls of like other NBA players. Hey, his hey, the powers. <laughs> hey, his laugh like has evolved over the years. Cause man, if you want, if you go back to like 2011, his laugh. I, yeah, in this interview, bro, his laugh sounded like a dying horse, my dude. <laughs> Trust me. So like hey. that laugh now, as you saw this year, is is a lot better yeah. than previous yeah. years. I mean, if you go hey, back man. and watch his early interviews, it's gotten better. But now I think he just. Well, you know, he's uh, he's getting better on and off the court. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. oh man, that's pretty good though. But uh, all I'm gonna say is I I just want to see my Heat make it to the uh, playoffs this year. Are you a Heat fan too? Oh yeah, of course. Oh, I've been man. a Heat fan ever since I was birthed. That's great. That's great, man. Uh, D Wade is my favorite player. So, and as anybody could say it, and I'll say it again, top three best uh, shooting guards in the league, exactly, of all time. One would be, of course, Michael Jordan. Number three, Kobe. Like the top, these are the top three in any order. I don't care which order you want to pick, but 
Yo, Dwayne Wade by himself was making the Heat a monster. Though. Like, I was watching his highlights. Oh, yeah. I saw him snatch so many ankles and make people fall. <laughs> all, and all he and all he did it right was just like a step back. Yeah, he was just do, he was like just rush down like like he was just rush down the court, hit him with a quick snatch, fall. I'm like <laughs> man, come on. He like he's not even doing that much, and he's like he's breaking ankles. That's crazy. It's, it's crazy, man. He's been with the Heat for a long time, so this man is acting like oh, what if one person told me like the Heat is like more of like a discipline type team. Yeah. So like actually, it's more. I could say they're definitely very fundamental. I feel like with the Heat coming in, like when uh when it, the Heat with them having like new talent coming in, I feel like him being there. Now that he's back there, I feel like him being there helps. Like you know, um, definitely give coach them. Um, being that he's yeah. a veteran of the league. He has that, all that experience. That man, man, it's gonna be a sad day against this year when he has to retire. But yeah. I know it's I know it's coming like soon, like either this season or next season. But I would I would definitely say just to hold on, just to, so he doesn't have to deal with any injuries later. I would say call it probably call it a, a season this year. You know? yeah. Give us our last like games, and I'll buy a ticket to go to the last game myself. Damn it! Because <laughs> he's at seven and eleven right now, so. Uh... We'll see. Yeah, we we, uh, we we got this. I believe. That's not Whiteside though. I do think is a great player for the Heat. Yeah, a great when, center. When he went, man, when he first got uh, when he first got there, he, he wasn't much nothing. But now he's like one of the best centers in the league. I remember he was leading the, <laughs> he was leading the league, you know, in blocks and rebounds at one point. Yeah, you know, over time you gotta learn, start getting better at it, and plus his time with the Heat helps as well, you know. So yeah, so, so I feel like we just need a little bit more talent. Um, yeah, Justice Winslow uh, disappointed me. He disappointed me. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I was swearing up and down to people. I was like, "Why, hey, watch Justice Winslow? He gonna be something well, a few seasons yeah. later now. He still ain't nothing." Everybody come back. So what happened to Justice? Justice who? <laughs> <laughs> hey, but uh, I heard like if you want to put this in the NBA topic as well, I heard like you know a lot of trade dealings were going on as well. Like you know how like Melo wasn't being very uh, appetier or something like that. Yeah, I foresaw that one coming. I was I, I called it in the off season when uh, they announced this trade. I was like. He's about to go over there to waste money. I know it. He about yeah. to go over there waste their money. You know, making money somehow. And then I also heard, uh, what's it called? I think John Wall, maybe even uh, Beal. Probably getting traded off the Withers. Huh? Maybe so? No, no. It's about time. That man been over there his whole career and ain't do nothing. Making money. You, you got to take the back. You, you've been an all-star player on this team your whole career, and yet y'all have not gone nowhere. I haven't made it that far. I feel like I feel like when you got somebody who's an all star for that long, and you know they're doing their best, but like your team's not getting anywhere. I feel like it's probably best you start making changes, like start building around that team. But that's not it's not what they're doing. Oh, with that information being said, where would you see these two or three characters even? Like, what what teams would you like to see them on? Or of course, like number one would be the Heat. But like, what do you think they will be work work better? And uh, going to the Heat, we, we got we need the talent. I love it. I would love seeing John Wall going to the Heat. That'd be great. 
We, we cool. I feel like I feel like we have like we have an alright point guard. I feel like uh I feel like a star point guard going to the heat though. That'd be that'd be awesome. But because yeah. they got they got D Wade running points sometimes, but I'm like, it's not really his, yeah, his strong suit. Yeah, that vision. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll make well I wanna but I like but being that the West has been like a powerhouse for so long. I'm just really starting to see more competition over on over in the East, so of course I want him to stay over there. And, um, what would be a team that he would go to and improve? Uh, the Hawks. The uh, Trey Young out there, rookie of the year. Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, I think they got the. I think Trey Young. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. right. I, I've been hearing nothing but good news from him, so I'm, I'm assuming he's doing pretty good. Probably. I mean, I can see that, but uh, I don't know how. Going, uh, what happened to Dwight Howard? Rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> oh man, it, it but, uh, Oh yeah, it's a sad day in NBA history. I can see that. Yeah, maybe the maybe the Hawks even. Or even, uh, hey, I would risk and say the Nets. You know, I was about to think, I was thinking that. But the Nets would need something. They, <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they could use something. I can tell you that much. They struggling. Not even, not even struggling, but struggling. Oh, God, I can't even spell it right now. How bad it is. A few years, I remember a few years ago, they were like building, a, um, they were supposed to be building something over there. But then, uh, they, cause they had, but they weren't smart. It took nothing but like some veterans that were probably gonna only last like a few more, maybe one or two more seasons. Cause you had uh, Darren Williams who was already on the Nets, but then they got uh, KG and then Paul Pierce and Joe Johnson. These are players who have been in the league for a long time, a long ass time. I don't know what y'all was trying to build, cause they were trying to build something. I was like, I don't know what y'all was trying to build with like these like these really seasoned vets. That are probably on the last leg of their career. You're not going to wear like this team you got. You just start from scratch. And so I think they kind of like screwed themselves over with that because ever since then they had potential, but ever since then there hasn't been like nothing going on with them. Because Darren Williams fell off. Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> he said fell off. Oh damn. <laughs> I actually like Darren Williams too. And like, man, when I tell you when he got to the Cavs. In the finals, this man put up two points, no, zero points over oh, four wow. games and had only two assists. Entire, like the entire, uh... I want to say for the entire playoff series. Oh my lord. I'm over, I'm, serious? No, I, I think he did something during the, the series, but like, as far as the finals go, as far as the finals goes, over the four games, he played all those four games, like, yeah. no points. He put up zero points. Throughout all games, throughout all four games, pure bench warmer build. I was strong. Like, Come <laughs> on, man. That's just that's you trash. <laughs> Pack it up. It's time to go home. <laughs> Warm with the bus. It's time for you to go. But yeah, crazy. That's crazy. Game oh, oh, oh. Hmm? In the se- I was gonna say it's pretty early in the season right now. Well, early is like more is like. 
We we only got like, some game. We get yeah, past the past beginning. Starting to see like what teams are capable of and what they're doing. Shout out to the Lakers. Uh, yeah, they're doing so. Yeah, I want to say the Lakers are like the underdogs of this year because I really, I really believe that like, with the LeBron's trade to them, they like you know you got people like Lonzo Ball. They got really good. They got really good like, guards and and forwards as well, like Kuzma and Hart. Definitely. They they're doing their thing. So you know it's just like a lot of people. I guess they have a lot of attention on them considering that LeBron decided to trade to them. Right. And he's like you know. Uh, a big figure, so I definitely want to see them continue to continually improve over the season. Maybe make it, most definitely make it to the playoffs because you know that'd be saving right there. Tell you that much. And just real briefly, the last topic of sports: uh, the NCAA has three undefeated teams this year. That's uh, Alabama, Notre, which, which is not surprising, Notre Dame, and then uh, Clemson. Clemson it being my favorite team. Uh, I'm really oh. proud of proud of them. Say what now? No, I said I said okay. You see you're a Clemson fan. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I rep South Carolina, you know. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, you got you got to, man. You got to rep your spot. But uh, yeah, they're 12 and 0 right now, so I'm very proud of them. I see them making it to the Final Four. Uh, each of these three teams definitely has a chance to make it to the Final Four. I see Bama winning the championship. But definitely, I'm hoping Clemson gets to the Final Four. Moving on, though, uh, to music. So, November, I don't know for everybody else, but November for me has been a great year as far as projects being dropped. So, we have, uh, let's see. I know Vince Staples, he kicked it off. He had FM. He dropped that, dropped his, uh, this, dropped this month. Um, Tory Lanez dropped the project too Like maybe a week ago uh, It's actually better than What you might expect it to be It's pretty good I'm not like a big Tory Lanez fan But like I will rock with some of his songs Because that one's pretty good um, Then we have Smino Most of you guys may not know about Smino Smino is a, um, it's an artist out of St. Louis Also has like some Chicago influences as well His music is very like Especially with the saturation going on uh, mainstream, his music is very different from um, what you might expect it to be, and it's like it's actually pretty good. Uh, he's a rapper; he can sing as well, and his vocal range is actually pretty outstanding. Like, if he wanted to do just R and B, he could and like be be fine by just singing alone. But um, I do think he's a great artist. He does take a lot of creativity with his music and experimentation. Like his last his album he just dropped recently called Noir. Um, it's a pretty good album. Does a lot of experimentation with his voices. I think I, I think every song was pretty much enjoyable except for one. I would say the, that was Crushed Ice. But other than that, like, dude's dude's very talented. And then you have uh, who else? Anderson Park. Anderson Park. Uh, I found out about him in 2015. Dr. Dre did his Compton album soundtrack. I don't know. Do you hear that, Bean? Yeah, I, I remember. I didn't hear, like, I guess I didn't hear, like, fully hear the uh, soundtrack, but I didn't remember seeing the movie, so. Yeah, I'm but. I'm guessing I, I missed out on the soundtrack then, because. Yeah, the album that they, he, he put out, it was, what I took from it, it was his last album, too, but what I took from it, it was supposed to be how, uh, 
This is probably what detox look uh what detox was supposed to be. Because uh, remember he uh he scrapped detox and he was like, nope, I didn't like it. So yeah. I feel like this is what detox was uh supposed to be. Oh, you mean Compton? Yeah, yeah. The, oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. But um, yeah, this I I didn't get a chance to listen to it actually. Anderson Pac, however, he was like, if you ever if you ever do get around to it though. And that's how I found out about Anderson Pop because he was like all over this album. Like Dre had, yeah, Dre had him on like uh, almost every song. He was all over the album. But hearing his voice though is like it's so unique. And like, cause he has like he he's like I mean, he's a musician, right? Like he plays piano, he plays the drums, he sings, he raps as well. Like he was like actually like a musician, musician. And um, like his voice is like he has that kind of raspiness to it, and it's like very distinct when you hear it so like when you hear him like you you automatically know it's here you don't confuse him for anybody else yeah he does have an iconic voice uh i did hear like for anderson fact i did hear like a couple songs by him i did know uh there's one that usually plays on the radio that i guess makes me like a sound like a bad music fan but uh it was like the song i think that came through fire because i like the way he the way he flows is like very like very good actually i could say was it like just him it was just him i think it was called bubbling oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that was earlier this year yeah i actually like this song he because he dropped that as a single and he dropped like tents with kendrick lamar i actually like that as well so yeah, he, he yeah. can showcase his rapping abilities i mean like he can sing as well but he also plays instruments as well like so like his his style of like art and then his first album i listened to by him came out 2016 it's called malibu it was a very like a uh, soulful smooth sounding album uh but this album he released uh recently called oxnard which is where he from which is where he's from uh it's very more like g-funk sounding it's still kind of smooth but like yeah it's more like g-funk whatever and the thing i love about anderson park is that uh he can like see like the most foul shit ever and i think shot to uh sean c because he said these are my exact sentiments like he can say like he be saying something like the most foul shit ever, right? But he says it so smooth to where you don't even realize that. Like you, you could play it in front of your grandparents and he could be saying like the worst things ever. But like he's saying it so smooth to where like it doesn't even seem that way. <laughs> don't even matter, you know. Like, yeah, it don't it don't even matter. But his album was great. I love his uh, attention to detail he puts in his uh, his music, his instrumentations, and uh, he he showcases uh, his ability. It was well-rounded he had features like kendrick on his album j cole dre snoop mm. gang yeah so boy he had he has approval from like the ogs or whatever like hey you know i think he's like more of a, like for me because compared to like many other rappers you know who are mainstream i guess he does have like a, a low-key uh underrated status i guess cause. You, you, you be hearing you hear Anderson Park around, but you know you never hear people like, oh yeah, uh, Anderson Park doing this. Oh, you doing like never hear him on the forefront. Forefront player, but hey man, hey more power to him because like I'm looking. I did. I do remember. I like uh, a list of songs that he has on like an iPod that he gave me. And I have like I think I have one of his albums. I want to say it's Malibu. Yeah, but then um, the first ones. So, and then they got uh, G.I.D. Or G.I.D. I like to call him. Uh, his album releases tomorrow, actually. 
the, the day it is recording, recording to see it. He releases tomorrow. And I'm really excited for this. I think I'm probably the most excited for this album. Well, and Earl Sweatshirt is also dropping an album like four days after that. These are the two biggest projects for me personally. Because, uh, so Jadi, right? I followed him on SoundCloud for about two years before he was signed to J. Cole. Because uh, he's from Atlanta, you know. Atlanta's not that far from Columbia, so it was pretty like easy for him to be discovered by me. My friend put him on to me though, and then um, yeah, I remember being a fan of him like ever since that. Like I'm not really like a fan of like people on SoundCloud. I do like some sound from music I find on SoundCloud by um artists coming like trying to come up, but he was like the number one on there like that stood out to me the most because like he was so unique. Although I guess a lot of people do compare him to Kendrick, but only compare him to Kendrick as far as like vocal inflections go. I can see that that part, but as far as like his technicality and rapping style and his flow sometimes, it's like all his own entirely. And well, Kendrick and Wayne, that's what I could that's what I could see uh, in his voice. That's what I could guess you could um, say he takes an inspiration from like a mixture of both of those. But um, yeah. But he he's a really, he's a really good dude, and like you get so enamored with his delivery and his and his flows. But at the same time, he's also saying something within that, and that's the thing I like about him. You know how you got like 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 ah, I don't know what I'm saying just now. But you know how you got some of these rappers that can flow really well or rap fast. Yeah, but yeah, they don't like, yeah, they're not saying shit. Like when you really listen to like what they're saying, you're like, yo, what are you what are you saying? Oh, <laughs> right. Cough cough, bust the rhymes. But <laughs> hey, hold on. <laughs> hey, look, nah, nah. Uh, early Buster was actually early spitting, Buster. but like later on in his career, like sometimes I'm like, yo, you're not saying anything at all, my dude. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna hold you. I'm not gonna hold you on that. Yeah, there's like a lot of um, like one of the things that I that one of my pet peeves when it comes to hip hop is like. People say that you rap fast and makes you a good artist. Like Eminem is considered like the greatest artist of all time, even though all he does is rap. Like all he, when he raps, he's just rhyming words together. It's obvious. First God, of all, he's, a, he's not could, really like you know rhyming those words together. Yeah, I couldn't even consider him the greatest. All right, I do love Eminem, but I still don't consider him the greatest. Like regardless, if he can rap fast or not, for most of the reasons. But we ain't gonna get into that today. But. Um, <laughs> Maybe another episode. I think we've been talking for a hot ass minute now. But we getting close to wrapping up, y'all. But um Yeah, and sometimes Jordan Lucas. Uh I remember, even though I, these are artists I like too that I'm name dropping, but like Yeah. Sometimes they will rap fast and not be saying a damn thing within in between. Logic, same problem. Won't be saying hey, a yeah. damn thing. But they're still a good artists, though. Yeah. But uh, Jid, like, he can rap fast and actually, like, be saying something. And that's what I love. Like, he's, uh, his single he released, uh, like, two weeks ago, Off D's with um, J. Cole. Like, they were both, like, the, like they were, it was like, it was like a fast rapping song. And, like, they kept that energy pretty much, like, the whole song. But, like, both of them were actually, like, had bars in between. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I thought that was cool. Uh, and then, but Jid, I think, is definitely an underrated dude. He has, like, you know, he's keeping, like, I feel like he's one of the people keeping lyricism and, like, bars alive. But at the same time, he has, like, a modernized flow and style. So, where I 
think I wouldn't necessarily say like he'll be pushed to the forefront of mainstream, but I think he could be. And I think that he would definitely uh keep a strong fan base and a strong following and could be around for a while after. And I can see that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Earl Sweatshirt. Did you have an album? Yeah, on the thirtieth. Uh of this month November. So like four days after Jig comes out, you got Earl. Now Earl, I'm really excited for just due to the fact that he was one of my favorite artists, but he still is one of my favorite artists. Cause like the dude is like lyrically complex as fuck. Like he was he was getting like when he was sixteen, he was getting compared to Nas. That's an that's an accomplishment. Um, hey, you no, know, you, you can't get better than that. You know what I'm saying? If you yeah. got like one of the lyricists com- compared to you, that's like. Cause I mean, cause Nas when he was like 16, 17, he dropped Illmatic. So for you to be like the same age as him and getting compared to him, hey. Yeah, with pride on. <laughs> keep. I mean, you would keep you. For me, if, if ever I get like an a, a acclamation such as that, you probably just you know you just hey man, just go back into the studio, keep working on it, cause. Right. I can take it. But my problem with Earl is, is that it's just that this album, all right, the last album he dropped was three years ago. And that was, <laughs> I don't like shit, I don't go outside. I, that album was like 33 minutes long. That's the TV episode. So, <laughs> you're not wrong, boy. So you're going to make, hey. so you're going to make me three years for a new album? Yeah, come on. Like the last one is like a TV album. And, like, yeah. and then the one before that album came out like two years prior. Now I could get, he was like Kendrick. Kendrick drops an album. Kendrick's my favorite artist all the time. And he drops an album like every two years. And I'm okay with that, I guess. But so I, I expect something from him next year. But Earl, like three going on almost four years. If he didn't drop one this year, it would have been four years. That's ridiculous, but glad to see he's finally dropping one. And it, even though like he's one of my favorite artists, like I'm holding it to high standards. Like nigga, it better be worth the wait. You have plenty of time to work on this music. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. Uh, for the most, that's what I want to say. Uh, you got like you know people like Kanye West, for example. He dropped like what? I, he's gonna be dropping at least five albums this year. Cause like it was like kids see ghosts, and he had like the one with the uh, Nas, and he has like the uh, yeah. earlier this year, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, Yee, yeah, Yee. That, that's another yeah. one. This man is dropping albums left and right like it's hot cake. But actually, you know, got that uh, got that influence behind them, and they actually have something that they could that you could sit down and expect for. Mm-hmm. I would definitely say, um, hey, wait on it, because trust, I think um, I think Kendrick's probably burnt out for this year. Probably going to see another album from until 2020. He's been doing a lot of, like, features this year, but, like, he hasn't, yeah. like, he hasn't released any his, any music of his own. That's what he normally yeah. does. Like, he'll release his album, go on tour, and, like, the following year, he'll just feature on a lot of songs. Yeah, that's definitely right. He was also used, very useful in the uh, Black Panther album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think dropped yeah, definitely this year. Yeah, that was, so, that, was like, that was the closest thing we get to like a Kendrick album. <laughs> hey, it did it have all the uh, the all the symbolisms of the Kendrick album, man. But yeah. it was dope. Oh, I'll tell you that much. Uh, but after that, yeah, because yeah. he's dropping he's dropping music, so that's something to be happy about. 
for me, I always thought like Earl Sweatshirt was just another part of like the uh, uh, whole Tyler the Creator uh, part. So I really, I didn't really give him much attention because at the time he always really like a, one of those like low key. Like I only had like three good songs from Tyler the Creator. I actually like hmm. into like the the whole Wolf Game scene. So I didn't really like pick up on like Earl Sweatshirt afterwards there. Yeah. Um, Big Ocean or whatnot. So I only got two or three songs from him. So I mean, I, I definitely need to catch up on my music history if, if he's actually like one of the illest spitters to ever hit on a mic. So I might have to. Hey, some people have to regard- go back and. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, some people regard him as like the the best rapper in our feature. I guess like the top the top four rappers that were on our feature, you could say were Earl Tyler, Download Genesis, and then uh, Haji Beats. Yeah, but uh, Damo, I wish he dropped my project. But go ahead. No, no. I mean, after that, um, me, I'm not, I, I could, like I was saying, it might make me look like I'm a fake music fan. But I, I like music, but I'm not like heavy into the music scene. So I'm not really like keeping up with a, a lot of news on like what's hot, what's dropping. But I've been like, you know, paying, like hearing out for like good albums that drop. Uh, I think there was one that I was supposed to be looking for. Like, you know, something like Daytona or something that came out this year. Or Astro you never heard World. Daytona? Let's, uh, don't judge me. <laughs> bro, bro, that's only seven songs along too. That's just like twenty minutes going, on, bro. Oh yeah, I could I could run through that. No, see, the thing is, you know me, I'm I'm not like you know, oh snap, new album drop. I gotta hurry up and go do it. Uh, I wasn't really, I was raised around a lot of hip hop, of course, but like I really haven't, you know, yeah, albums and you know, finding out which how he sounds on this. I just I just really appreciate like the way I really appreciate producers more than or a little bit more than I like rappers. They're like on the same level, but then I put producers up there a little bit. Of course. I mean, over bro, time, like... Producers are... You know, oh yeah, of course. Because, you know, over time, you can hear the, the way people make music like change drastically over time. Now how every year... I could I could tell you every rapper that sounds the same, but, like, but there's more as like, you know, mainstream rappers who sound the same. They rap on like these fire-ass beats, and I'm just like, oh my lord, what is... Like, for example, I could say um, one song I've been listening to on repeat, like ZZ by uh, Joyner. Yeah, also Joyner. Had oh, oh, like the original. I guess the, yeah, the main version of it was Kodak Black with Trey Song, with Trey Song, Travis Scott, and uh, and Offset. It was. Ain't no, the beat is amazing. But, like, you know, you got, like, Kodak Black, who's. <laughs> yeah, the beat. Uh, I'm from Florida, but, you know, Kodak Black, he's. You know, should have got that beat? Tiger. That that would have been perfect. I hear you. Cause Tiger dropped that um taste for offset. Oh. oh yeah, Tiger. What? If Tiger was on that beat, boy. Yeah, that that would have fit him perfect. He was like, he was it, it sounded like a Tiger song to begin with. Like it sounded like something he could definitely flow to. Yeah, cause it it would have definitely became a hit just like Taste did. Like you could just have him and Offset again, maybe Travis, yeah. but let it just be Tiger song. I appreciated Travis' uh, chorus on there, so don't don't touch me. Because the producer, no, I actually like Travis a lot, but the producer that like that made Zizi, he made the he made um, taste. So I was like, oh, you could have just gave that beat to Tiger. I don't know why you gave it to Kodak. That was that was a smart choice. 
I mean, yeah. I mean, it still made it popular, but I can tell you, it it would have been it ten been times fire. as fired. Yeah, it would have went further like, with Tiger. Yeah, if it had somebody who knew how to work with that flow on there. Joy, uh, speaking of which, it's probably my transition to like uh, our next topic. Yeah, yeah. I did hear uh, Joyner Lucas's version of it, and then it seemed like he was coming for somebody's head. Uh, I was, I was disappointed. You want to Oh man. No, no. All right, I'm disappointed in the regards that it would have been a nice diss if it whatever didn't come after Tory Lanez Lady Again freestyle. It would have been a nice track if it didn't come after that. That's what, <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. It was disappointing because all right, because uh, Joyner dropped Lady right, and I was like, whoo, fire. And then Tory dropped Lady Again, and I was like, oh my gosh. Then I, then I was like, okay, we on even grounds now. Because uh, cause Lucky Tori's Lucky You Freestyle wasn't really coming at Joyner. But his lady again was. So I was like, all right, and now we on even grounds. And like, I like Tori's, like, his his version was slightly better. Just slightly better. But Joyner's was still fire too. But his ZZ response, I was just like, Joyner, what's going on? The whole, <laughs> the whole I'm your father shit, like, was going on for way too. First of all, both of these niggas. I'm. I, I was getting tired of that. I'm your. They was going back and forth. I'm your dad. No, I'm your dad. No, I'm your dad. Like that. Come on now. But Jordan, like, a, yeah. like a, one of those more cases right now. Yeah, but Jordan, he stretched it out for way too long on that track. Like when he just like rapping like his dad, like telling Tori, like at talking to him like he's a baby. I was like, he stretched it out for way too long. It wasn't even clever at all. I will say he did get him with the. Uh, Oh, plagiarism shit, but it wasn't like it wasn't because I already when he said it though I already knew this like the whole Don Q thing like him biting off of Don Q or whatever and him biting off of Kendrick I already knew this like well in advance especially the Don Q one because like oh that's how there's there was a video that went viral about it it was like hey yo my man Tory Lanez he's stealing bars out here from Cassidy and Don Q oh no yeah so I, I know about that one already so I was like yeah. You did point it out, but it's not like the majority didn't know. But, um... Yeah. Oh, wasn't it like earlier this year, I remember he was doing uh, an interview with The Breakfast Club. If I'm mistaken, he's saying Tory Lanez, I think he said that he he got paid to like write lines for like a lot of people, if I'm not mistaken. It's probably probably another person, but I, I feel like it was it, he said this. Maybe. It's probably, it's been a while, so I probably have to go back on it. But yeah, uh, I do think it was nice though for the sport of hip hop as far as like competition goes. Um, I I thought it would have been better if they. I mean, they didn't have. It's kind of weird, you know, for them to be like, "Oh, it's not a beef or whatever." Like after this, we probably gonna be like, "We mad cool. You probably gonna do a track together." But y'all talking <laughs> shit to each other, like, "Oh, nigga, like your grandma threw you out your house," or nigga, like, "Oh." You got a hairline replacement, whatever. You ain't shit. You ain't famous, nigga. Or like, or like talking hellish, disrespectful shit. I'm your father, nigga. Like, come on, because that's mad disrespectful. And then for y'all to be like, oh no, ain't no beef. Come on, nigga. Y'all saying some beef worthy lines. I'm just like, you know, I'm like, you know. But um, cause like, all right, what should have happened was like, lucky you, like, cause Tori. Cause Tori even said on IG Live, he's talking to Joyner. He was like, when he dropped Lucky You freestyle, 
he was just trying to showcase bars. And Tory like started the whole diss shit. He dropped it, which I do agree. Like, I mean, not Tory, Joyner dropped the whole diss. So I was like, you know, Joyner should have like got on the, his Liddy, that Liddy beat and just freestyle showcasing his bars. And then Tory did the same thing. They should have just went back and forth, like not going at each other, like going like for dissing each other, but like just dropping bars. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, seeing like, all right, who was spitting better on what track? I didn't, I didn't think like this whole like this shit was needed because like all, because like it's, it's just, it just don't feel like, yeah, because y'all talking hella shit to each other. Like, I mean, so much shit. Yeah. And then trying to say, oh, it's not no beef. What you expect? <laughs> like, if you don't have any context behind it, if you just hear these songs, you're going to think it's a beef. I promise you. You're going to think it's a beef if you have no context behind it. Yeah, of course. I, I didn't even know, like, when, like, uh, I heard uh, Jordan, uh, Jordan Lucas is on the ZZ beat. I heard when he was, like, talking smack about somebody. I, I found out later it was out uh, Tory Lanez. I didn't even know if they were, like, beefing or not because it wasn't really, like, you know, sure, maybe pushing, like, Drake and maybe, like, something, uh, like how Ice Cube back in the old days did it. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't really see it, like, as, like, oh, snap, they, they, they were actually yeah, scrapping out here, you know what I'm saying? But, most part i i was like okay that's, that's, that's cool information you know and then and then i guess now that now that i found out that they're uh they were just playing jk but uh yeah that, that kinda, you know, like, you what's the point for it then how you gonna talk shit to any nigga old nigga you be stealing bars you be paying out of the niggas to write your shit and you ain't no dog and you're like you a short ass motherfucker you ain't no gangster you plays you biting rhymes but this ain't no beef money come on bro Oh, yeah, they got it. They, they they just covering up. That's what the negativity I can say about social media. A lot of times, people like to look great on social media, but everybody knows a lot of people are fake out there, man. They they like having fake friends more than actually uh, being real. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's all it's all the publicity stunt. Yeah, the, the more the most most of the real people on social media are not really real. They have to set up the photos to make them look good. Exactly. Like, it, it, it's always like refreshing to hear like you know something like a hey, oh um cardi b and nikki even though pretty sure that a lot of people would like to uh the positive rap beat beef but uh it's like you know nikki came into like the studio and said one day he's like you know what i'm coming for her tracks that, you, yeah instead of like you know the he he said she said i'm gonna throw a heel at you or, no we we yeah, I, could definitely, I could definitely use more of this tracks because Back in back in the day, those things were like life or death. You start right. talking about somebody, hey, bro, I'm for your neck. You know, you probably not not wake up tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? That's like I'm fine, but you know, with beef, as long as it doesn't go outside the music, you know, once it goes outside the music, it turns into something else. That's the, that's like that's the thing. You know, you don't have to like take it to heart to the point where you have to like almost, you know, gotta like lay down a block where he used to live because oh. Right. My, my shoes are a different color. Ah, oh, oh, I'm pulling out the strap. Right. right. <laughs> so, but we are trying to end. Uh, we're not ending lives, but we ending careers out here. Yeah, you can you can end somebody's career, but you know, as long as they gonna they're prepared to like you know get something to end their career back. So exactly. The, the if it's gonna be like empty, then like what's the point? See, which is like another thing. Like let's say um, uh, shenanigans with uh, six nine and and uh, I think. 
Oh, I, I know. I, like, I think it's not YG. I think it was Chief Keith. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I think Seal did. He only said if he ever comes to Chicago, come for him. Uh, I, I, I was trying to keep up a little bit on it to see what happens because he was talking about records. I was like, oh, it's time. Time I want to see somebody smack down a pedestal. <laughs> I don't, and nothing, nothing really happened, you know? It was more like, uh. Yeah, it was all just talk. It was all super, super, yeah. I'm trying to use big words that I don't even know. It was, it was all, it was all just like extra. But, but to be fair, though, 6 9 was like running around the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, for example, I remember, um, rest in peace, but as, uh, Triple X, when he got punched on stage, I forgot what, I forgot what the reason for, but. Hey, but, like be. but X was about that life, though. Yeah. Cause like, uh, That's he, the thing. Cause them niggas, them niggas jumped him. He got, cause he got jumped. And like, he was right. He was like, he was like, you know, he was, he's calling, he was riding around the city, apparently like trying to find it. Cause like, but like people tell him like, no, nah, don't do it. That's not smart. Yeah. But yeah, he was actually about it. He was actually like ready with the, with the smoke. But yeah, uh, I can see. Sad to say, six nine did look like he was prepared to do like some wild stuff. Nah, six nine. I'm saying a triple X. <laughs> That's disrespectful, but you know, it's a soul, I guess. I guess for people who are. But at the end of the day, man, at this point, there's not like much else because there's a lot of. Uh, snitching and twitter fingers and there's there, people are playing it safe because they don't want to break somebody's heart the next week so it, it most definitely not going to be any more uh like real diss tracks until like let's say somebody who really doesn't care about anything and it has to be somebody who really doesn't have a lot of information on the internet because right. even then like for example um uh, Dr. Dre, like the NWA beef that happened like back in like the 1990s. This is like back when Easy E was dropped the diss track. Uh, remember, and then they had like a photo of I think it was Dr. Dre and Drag or something like that. He <laughs> like, mm -hmm. was like a shiny shirt and whatnot and all that good stuff. Like imagine if they had something like that. It would have really actually, you know, I would in this social media era, I wouldn't even think they would make a song. They just like, alright bro, but look at this photo though. Exactly. And they would have dropped this photo. What's that? And then there were people all, all over Twitter would have been making like you know memes and everything like that. Then they would just like slander this man off the face of earth, even though this man is actually one of the most influential producers of all time. I mean, Pusha T kind of did that with the whole because uh, even though that picture was like existed already and it was out, nobody like really knew about that shit with the uh, Drake and blackface. Yeah, and then he used that as like his cover of his um yeah. his diss, and then that was like. That, oh, was, I, that, that, that was very man. smart. Anytime you gotta explain something outside of a outside of the booth, <laughs> my nigga, you yeah, that, that's a that was an automatic blow. This, this man Pusha T was prepared for it though, because I knew he was like he was waiting for Drake to say something back, and he was like, "I right, I got you with the right hook, checkmate." I got you. <laughs> yeah, he was strategic. Like, and Drake is the no, one that normally plays like the mind games and is normally like the smart one, right? Like, yeah. but he was not that whole meat meal shit, bro. He was not prepared for a push the T. Push the T was like was uh studied up on the art of war. He was like, Alright, I got you. Bam. You got a you got a baby niggas don't know about. Bam. Oh, you was doing blackface a couple years ago. What's up with that? Damn. And Drake was like, Hold on, wait, hold up. Uh wait, 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 don't go. Uh, I gotta I, I gotta explain myself. <laughs> but when he explained the blackface shit, I was like, yo, that's a L. When you have to, like when you have to explain shit outside of the music, that's a L. 
Sorry, that's already a rap right there, dog. Like, if let's say if he just had like let's say the kid thing, he could easily did like some sort of like he could easily did uh he could easily reverse that like yeah I got a kid, some some some, you know, in the song because like it isn't it, a kid yet. Yeah. That's yeah. nothing new. I mean Drake, like I would I wouldn't be surprised if Drake didn't have like a baby mama somewhere because like this man is like one of the uh, most sought after persons, no homo. Champagne popping. People of the yeah, like he's pretty popping. So like I'm pretty sure he did. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, so you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. He could easily explain that away too. You know, he's like, "Oh yeah, no, no, I'm not like that." Or even he's like, "Yeah, I got one. Wait, what you gonna do about it, bro?" But like the blackface thing, oof. Yeah, that that because that, that was the one he had to explain. But he had he had to address that shit like uh, a day or two after. So I was like, "Yeah, that was hell." And at that point, they had like that dude call in and say, "Yo, bro, don't you don't want to go deeper than this?" Yeah, he was ready, bro. He I think ready. it wasn't more so because apparently he had niggas trying to find out information on Push too. And I think it wasn't even more so of like, oh, and they, he kept talking. He kept talking about Kanye. Oh, he's gonna end Kanye's career. Look, Kanye can't even end Kanye's career. Let's get that out there. <laughs> as much dumb shit as Kanye doing, I highly doubt that. Because well, I will not. You are right, bro. Kanye West could Kanye West could like trade us all to the aliens, and I, I, I'm pretty sure somebody out there is gonna buy his album. Cause his album is still do well, even with all this dumb shit and controversy he be causing. So I'm like, I highly doubt that Kanye can't even end Kanye's career. So stop all that nonsense. <laughs> secondly, <laughs> secondly, like that just means that you couldn't find anything about Pusha T, and that just and you heard what Pusha T said. He was like, we're just gonna peel this back and layers by layers. He had more information and he wasn't gonna release it until like Drake made a response. That's why I wish Drake would have made a response. But he was smart not doing so. I think more so like after hearing all that and then Push is saying, Hey, it's still it's, I still got more information, my nigga. <laughs> he said just just in case if he was gonna try to wait some time down the line and then drop something, nah. I'm ready for you. If you whisper, I got you. Hey, hey, Push the T wasn't just trying to get into a beef, my nigga. He was trying he was he was trying to tarnish Drake's career. And I think that shit still puts like a blemish on Drake's like career. Cause Scorpion did not although Scorpion Scorpion was a trash album. Although it did it did numbers. But the only reason it did numbers was because people were trying to tune in to see if he had a response. Cause I guarantee you it wouldn't have done as well. Done that well. Cause like cause like more like more life than not, like more Life did like 500,000 the first week, but it still got outsold by Kendrick. Yeah, of course. So I was like, nah. So it did really well, his album, but that's only because, me personally, I only checked it just to see if he had any responses. And I had to wait the whole album for him to talk about his child. That shit pissed me off. <laughs> uh, that's, how he, that's how he got niggas. He made niggas wait a whole album. So you streamed every song on that bitch. Just tell you about his kid. Yeah. Damn. Let's see if it's true. Speaking of albums, uh, let me see. I do know he said Scorpion is like the worst album of the year. Uh, you already got a top five, or I mean, you already just like still looking for stuff. Or? Top five. Yeah, I think it's like pretty early to say for like top five albums of the year. Yeah, you want to say that for next podcast? Cause like yeah, we kind of like we're running on two albums now. <laughs> yeah, it's up to you, man. You could like, you could probably like, uh, uh, yeah, I would say save for the next one because we still got a, we still got a month left. 
Yeah, we we got old. Yeah, we can talk for a minute. So there you have it. Episode one of Find a Topic. We know that was a really long episode. Some of y'all might not make it all the way through. But we appreciate the ones that made it this far. Being so you got any uh, final comments? I mean, yeah, we got we ran through a couple ran through a couple positive uh comments. Comments. Uh we ran through a couple topics today, you know. We got really uh touch with the uh, different things i learned a little bit of new things nowadays and i gotta go back and look over but uh yeah you know i mean if i could like attack myself in i you could follow me on twitter at a uh, bean sauce yeah. uh, z instead of an s so it's like bean sauce but you gotta like put the, the take the s out and put the z in i mean don't make fun of me they stole my name i had no choice dog it, it, it is what it is he had so yeah you know i had to do it but uh yeah, I mean, I hope I can be back on the next podcast. I don't know, but you know. Of course, bro. Uh, it's you, your boy. You're my co-host now. You in this. You stuck. All right. <laughs> Damn it. I sounded a little that I didn't even expect it, but all right. <laughs> we might we might have somebody else next week. But, uh, yeah. or not maybe if we do it next week, but like next episode, we'll, uh, we'll have somebody else probably. Yeah. Small beginnings, man. Small beginnings, you know. Yeah. They said uh, it took one step to get on the moon, so we, we about to take 15. Yep. Well, uh, if, if you want, y'all can follow me on Twitter at jkel underscore. Let's move. And uh, mm-hmm. this has been Find a Topic. Thanks for listening.